Bonanian. You ever notice how everybody only wants to tell the story about how they got burned or, or taken advantage of? Nobody right. wants to tell the good story. Nobody wants to tell the story of, hey, I went to this place and they were the absolute best. They treated me right. The Car Doctor. I learned how to fix cars at a very, very young age just by taking things apart. I didn't put too many things back together until I was 15 or 16, and I can still see my mom coming out and telling me, listen, you put something together, you're out of here, and I was 16 years old. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open, but I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines. Hello and welcome. Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's 24-7 phone number. Give us a call. Let's talk about your automobile and or its problem. Whatever you got going on, whether you want to buy a car, repair a car, or just Talk about a car you used to have, which I do get those phone calls. Um, I, I, I have to laugh. I guess it really drives people nuts when they had that car. I had a, we've had calls over the years. Um, I remember one in particular. The fellow was talking about a car he had 24 years prior, and he couldn't understand why it did what it did. Uh, it was a Chrysler LeBaron that had a stalling issue, and it turns out, I, after listening to him and I explained the problem, and I went, yeah, it had a bad distributor. And he goes, yeah, that's what I understand from the guy who bought it two people after me because somebody else sold it, and then they sold it. And he said, how did you know that? And I said, well, he says, how come I didn't, couldn't get a fix? I said, you didn't call me back then, and I was on the air probably at that time, too. Um, been here 27 years, so uh, we probably could have fixed that car. Because um, that's what we do. We fix cars. That's what this is all about. And it's uh, in its, um, you know, in, in its in its essence. Um, that's what we're here for. And speaking of which, let's kick the garage doors open. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Let's get over to Silva in Long Island. Eighteen Toyota Rav for some brake questions. Welcome to the Car Doctor. How can I help? Yes, hi Ron. Uh, I'm trying to get look for you know what's the best pads, brake pads for my Toyota Rav four. Okay. Um, what have you seen? You know, do we have a choice? And, and the reason I ask it like this, Silva, is brake pads. Brake pads are kind of one of those things that's they've almost become generic in the marketplace today. There's so many choices, and it, you know, it's 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 overwhelming. Uh, and I could talk about what I see in North Jersey and what I use on a semi-regular basis. But I'm curious, have you been to any auto parts stores to see what brands are out there? Uh, yeah, I usually, uh, you know, I use the Germanic, but what I find in the past, that when I, you know, when my burn load changed the past, it doesn't hold as good as the, doesn't grab as good as the original. Okay. Are, are, is, yeah. is, is he machining the rotor or changing the rotor? No, he didn't change the rotor. Okay, so that's the first mistake. You know, a, a lot of people think a pad slap is an acceptable brake repair, and it's not. You know, one of the things that machining a rotor or replacing a rotor does, and it does a couple of things. One of it is it provides a nice, smooth, flat surface for the pad to sit against in case the rotor has any sort of a warp or it's 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 at a square, so to speak. But more importantly, it raises the friction level because it's a rougher surface than that shiny, smooth rotor. You ever notice a, a used rotor has a nice, shiny, glass-like appearance? Yeah, the glaze. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a glaze to it. And in a lot of cases today, the outer edge of the rotor has a rust lip to it. And in, in some extreme cases, the, the face of the rotor is starting to delaminate. It's actually starting to rust away and fall apart. And yet people will put pads on that. And I'm not saying you have, but I'm just saying to the extreme, I've seen that. And then they come back and they say, gee, the car doesn't stop as good as it did. Just what you said to me. The reason is because the brake pad manufacturers are counting on a rougher surface of the rotor. They want that crosshatch, or they want, they want an unpolished surface so that it raises the temperature of the brake pad the first time it's being used. And what that does is that helps raise the temperature of the pad, and it helps bake and cure the pad, and bring all the resins, all the glues that are used in the process of binding the pad together. Think of it as boiling to the surface. You're, you're boiling something on the stove. You're boiling all the junk up from the bottom of the pot, wipes it away clean, and now you're down to the friction level surface of the material that much faster, and it provides a better stopping power. 
So, you know, to just do a pad slap doesn't work. So regardless of what I tell you, nothing's going to work as well as the OE unless you, you know, uh, unless you have a, um, a, a scuffed up rotor. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just the laws of physics. That's just the way it works. So, you know, put a set of rotors on it or at the very least machine them. Take a very light cut. Just make sure whoever machines them, good clean bits. The bits are sharp. Make sure that the index surface, the surface that sits against the rotor. You ever you ever cut a brake rotor, Silva? Uh, yeah. Okay. You ever notice how th the way the cones sit against the rotor flange? There's always a big cone and a little cone. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what that's there for? The clamping cones. Do you know why there's two different sizes other than the obvious that it has to fit the rotor? Do you know that when they when they when they teach you how to use a brake lathe in, in class, you want to try and emulate or get the clamping force around the lug nuts as close as possible, where the lug nuts come through, because you're trying to duplicate the amount of clamp force that the wheel has against the rotor against the hub, because you're trying to keep it. You know, in the upright position, it's, if you use the small cones on too big of a rotor, you'll actually machine it incorrectly, and it'll, be, it'll become an issue. But it's the idea that everything has a reason for the way it's done in a brake job. So it's, it's, it's machine the rotor, replace the rotor, and then does your brother-in-law, when he does it, does he lube all the contact surfaces? Uh, yes. Okay, you know, and that's important, too. You want to lube all the contact points. You want to put a little dab of... Uh, whatever flavor brake paste he's using, and I could talk about that for the next hour um, in, and of, in and of itself. There's so many choices, but it's the idea that, you know, just doing pads isn't a great idea. That that being said, what brand of brake pads do you have exposure to? Uh, I usually use the, uh, was that the semi-metallic uh uh, AutoZone brand. Well, semi-metallic yeah. semi-metallic wasn't original equipment. Your car, your your car, your 2018 RAV4 came with ceramics, all right, and yeah. you, you're going to notice a difference in stopping power if you use a semi-metallic, all right. The house brand, the house brand AutoZone, you know, you'd have to see. I know what it is. It's a, it's a fifteen twenty dollar brake pad set, correct? Yeah. You know the expression, brother. You get what you pay for, all right. So you, you already know this answer. Um, you know, it's, it's ask them, you know, what does the $40, $50 brake pad set get you? What does the $60 brake pad set get you? Now, I, I've never sold brakes in my 43 years on the basis of a lifetime guarantee. I think anybody that buys that thinks that there's oceanfront property in Arizona. You know, it just, it just doesn't make any sense to me because sooner or later you're going to wear out your brakes, and if you don't, then I, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, you know... <laughs> Spend a little bit more on your brake pads. It's worth it. You're worth it, right? Okay, great. M machine the rotors. Do it right. Try not to do this. This isn't something we want to do inexpensively. I'm sorry. It's the best answer I got, kiddo. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome. I can't say enough about doing a proper brake job. I can tell you what brake pads we use. I've got three different levels of brake pad I use in the shop, depending upon I try to meet somebody's budget. But I also try to meet the fact that throughout, it's, it's not a question of one stops better than the other. It's a matter of longevity. All right? All my brake jobs stop equally as well. If they don't, then I'm doing the job wrong. Could you imagine standing up in front of the judge and there was an accident and, well, Ron, why did you choose these beds? Well, they don't stop as well, Your Honor, but they were cheaper, and that's why I used them. Right. You know, I'd be standing in front with a little sign with the numbers in front of me. That'd be my next mugshot, you know, like... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, we tend to stay away from that. Let's pull over and take a pause. 855-560-9900. Ron and Andy, the car doctor. We're coming back right after this. Ron Anani and The Car Doctor is brought to you in part by K-Seal, the one-step permanent multi-purpose system for coolant leak repair, including head gaskets, engine blocks, water pumps, and radiators. Learn more at kseal.com. When you have a big or small repair project, at home or in your garage, ordinary household glue is just that, ordinary. 
Reach for the extraordinary. Reach for J.B. Weld epoxy products. From the usual to the unusual, J.B. Weld does the job. I recently used it to repair some plastic inner fender wells on my classic 1972 Chevy Monte Carlo. And that's just a tip of what I found J.B. Weld epoxy products can do. Choose the leader in epoxy adhesive. J.B. Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. Available at jbweld.com and other fine retailers. Insurance 101, courtesy of Grundy Insurance. Grundy's agreed value insurance does not make deductions for vehicle age or expected wear and tear when evaluating a loss. They know there's a greater likelihood that your collector vehicle's value will increase over time. Grundy also understands the cost to repair or replace your collector car can change. Their collector car policies feature a built-in inflation guard, which in recent years has automatically increased the insured value of one's vehicle by 4%. Find out more at the Insurance 101 section at Grundy.com. Wix Filters brings you Questions from a Hat, starring Richard Petty and his legendary black hat. Hey, Richard. Yeah, hat. Everybody wants to know where you get all your crowns from. The cowboy hats? They're all made by Charlie One Horse in Texas. Yes, home. And, and where do you get your car filters from? From Wix Filters. We want a lot of races with them. If it's good enough for the king's car, it's good enough for your car. Wix Filters. Technical partner of Richard Petty Motorsports. And his crown, too. See your local Wix distributor today or visit WixFilters.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Time to replace your vehicle's battery? Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for the do-it-right rebate. For a limited time, purchase a Superstar Premium, Extreme, or Platinum battery and get up to a $15 O'Reilly gift card by mail. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline? Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man! No, 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 no. sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and that other basketball player. B, get spiritual. Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within... Um. C. Look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have. Ta da! To... Twinsies! <laughs> I kinda love it. <laughs> As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information, contact You Gotta Believe at YouGottaBelieve.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Sweet strawberry icing. You were strolling along in goodwill when just past that mid-century side table and denim jacket you spotted them, nestled in their display case. Miniature donut earrings. Oh, yes! Yes! Your favorite half-breakfast pastry, half-all-day dessert food, made into your favorite form of ear candy. Oh, my... Those bejeweled sprinkles have satisfied some unknown hunger within you. Shh, do you smell that? That's the sugary scent of shopping success. For this is Goodwill. And with every item you buy, you fund local job training and more. So go forth. Bring home those donut earrings. And bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. It's the little old lady from Pasadena. He drives that way, but when it comes to fixing cars, Ron has car advice done right. 855-560-9900. Here's Ron. Hey, let's get over and talk to Kathy in Delaware. Kathy, welcome to the car doctor. How can I help? Kathy. Hi. Hi, how are you? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. I can hear you. I'm fine. Um, well, I bought this really nice little 1986 Toyota small Winnebago, Winnebago uh, Class C RV. Oh, yeah, those are neat. It's like the pickup truck with the little, you know, trailer thing on the back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, they're neat. Yeah. They're neat. It's really cute. Yeah. So um, I, I took it through inspection in Delaware, and it didn't pass the brake test. I was really afraid of the emissions, but everything there went fine. Okay. And they said that the brake rear axle wasn't wasn't working okay so um i took it to a mechanic who said he really couldn't work on it 
advised me to go to like a truck RV mechanic. And I just went there yesterday and he looked at the brakes. He said, they look pretty good. He said, I'll look at the drums, you know, I'll adjust everything. We'll clean them up. And, but he said, everything looks good to me. He said, there's no leaking. There's no nothing. Right. Well, then I turned around, went back and same exact results with the test that the right rear axle was locking up. So the state saying that the right side is locking up and the left side is not. Right. And the front is fine. Like, uh, the front two tires or, you know, like the stopping ability of the vehicle is great, but it's registering zero on the right rear. It's registering zero. It's, it's, is it that the wheel is locking up or is it that it's not, a, it's not applying at all? Um, we're trying to interpret what they said. I even went back and spoke to them, but it says the rear axle is exerting zero pounds pressure. Okay, so they're saying they're saying the right rear doesn't work. We're thinking. Correct. Okay, and yeah, it, it is confusing, right? I remember when Jersey had the uh, when New Jersey actually had a safety program because they cared, which now they don't. Um, and I can attest to that being a motor vehicle inspector in New Jersey for the better part of twenty five years. That um, the, the brake test was always the hardest. I could I couldn't interpret what the state was saying. Uh, sometimes I don't think they knew what they were saying. They just they, they'd hand you this piece of paper and go, "Here's what the machine says." Nobody really knew how to interpret it. So you know, I'm going to assume dirty word that the mechanic that looked at it, you know, pulled the drum. The the shoes do they look like they're wearing? Does the wheel cylinder move? And then are they equally adjusted side to side? He reference anything like that? He thought everything looked great, and then he went and made sure that the drums were cleaned. Um, everything, you know, looked in good shape. And then he adjusted both sides of the brake in case that was it. Okay. But he said he didn't see where it was a cylinder, and he said there was no leakage. So then, how about this for a test? All right. Be Let me ask you this: In Delaware, do you can you go to a private facility for inspection, or has it always got to be the state? I don't know that. Um, that would be my first question because sometimes you need somebody who's got a vested interest, somebody that's trusted that can work on it to get a straight answer. But let's let's diagnose it, right? Let's forget about inspection because personally, I don't care what inspection says. I want to know that you're safe. All right, I want to know that you know okay. the, the brakes are going to work like they're supposed to work. So, you know, we can do this a couple of ways. You know, we could take a wet road surface, all right, and drive down it at 10 miles an hour and jam on the brakes, do a panic stop, all right? Agreed that if we, okay. if we had a, a little bit of a slick road, and, you know, you've got to be careful doing this, and I would tell you to do this in a gigantic parking lot, all right, so that you've got room mm -hmm. around you. Um, if, if, if the right rear truly is not working, then the front brakes and the left rear should lock up, agreed? Right. And, and and the right rear would just continue to roll, all right? If we see the right rear lock up, then, then we got to ask ourselves, what's the state actually picking up, all right? Or we could do this a little safer, and I kind of like this way better. How about if we pulled the right rear drum back off, painted the surface, you know, put some type of a light coating of a paint material or a bluing material like they use in a machine shop, on the inside contact area of the drum. And okay. went out for a ride, drove it, came back, pulled the drum back off. If the material is still there, then that brake's not being applied. Right? The, okay. shoe, the shoe isn't wiping right. it away on, on the drum surface. Third way, a little harder to do because not a lot of shops have this, but there are hydraulic gauges out there that you would take out the bleeder screw for the wheel cylinder and screw this okay. gauge in. And, you know, typically these hydraulic brake pressure gauge sets have two gauges in them. And, you know, you would you know, hook one to the left rear, hook one to the right rear, drive down the road. doesn't matter what the spec is. If, if the left rear is 1,100, the right rear better be 1,100 and so on, you know, um, right. just, just to see is it working. And then simplest test of all, if we put it up in the air, if we... Have somebody press on the brake. Does the right rear? Does the right rear? You can't say that fast, can you? The right rear wheel. <laughs> can you lock up the right rear wheel? You know, is it? Is it? Does it turn still? Um, right. 
You know, the the last thing I want to mention is because I've seen this on older Toyotas that the older Toyotas and I've even seen it on the newer ones. They have what we call a brake proportioning a brake a rear axle brake proportioning valve in English. All right. If you ever look at a car's braking system, that if it's a front disc rear drum car, they 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 apply at different rates because of their design, how they're how how they're constructed. All right. So the manufacturers a million years ago, back when I was in high school and I was a kid, and dirt was invented, they they created something called a proportioning valve. They would they would apply part of the system and waited for the other half of the system to catch up, and then they would apply all the brakes evenly. Toyota takes it one step further on some of their older trucks, and I'm wondering if this has one. If they were to look above the rear axle, follow the brake line coming back from the front of the vehicle, does it go into, I call it, it's, I know it as a prop valve, a proportioning valve, does it go into a proportioning valve that splits the um, amount of pressure in the rear axle only, left to right? Okay. All right, so... Think of think of a seesaw, right? For a seesaw to be balanced, right. it's got to be in the middle, all right? What a proportioning mm-hmm. valve does is it makes sure that there's equal pressure to both sides of the seesaw. If one wheel gets more pressure than the other, that wheel locks up, or that wheel will get more pressure than the other one. So you could look at the shoes, the wheel cylinders, the hardware, the drum, the adjustment. You could look at all of that, and it'll always look right. But if you don't look, it's uh, typically middle of the axle. You don't look 24 inches into the middle of the car and up, you won't see this prop valve. You won't know it's there. And it, it might be that after, what are we, 86, Kath? Let's see, 96, 2006, 26. Yeah, it's 34 years old. Yeah, maybe we got a problem with the prop valve. Um, but those are the things I'd be okay. looking for, all right? Um, but, those, those yeah, I appreciate that because... For. Um, that'll be something that they can look at. Right. Yeah. And you know, and if they want to hear this, diagnose it a little bit faster. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if they want to hear this, if they go to, you know, this 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 is a live broadcast, but we're also on podcast. They can go to cardoctorshow.com and follow the the podcast trail. This would be hour two on May whatever. What is today? The eighteenth, May eighteenth, and um, yes. that'll that'll get it for them. All right, darling. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. You need more help, you know where to find us. 855-560-9900. Wow, I really am Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. I think we should do a movie. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. Who is he really? <clears throat> I don't know. It might work, you know? Listen, they're looking for a funny guy. Tim Conway's gone. Nah, I can never fill his shoes. No way in a million years. They do a McHale's Navy reboot, though. I'm in. I'll be back right after this. Why are we going to the store? Mom, Mom I want Mommy. juice. Mom, your child will have different needs at different stages of life, and that includes the car seat. That's right, the car seat. A car seat isn't one size fits all. You have to have the right seat based on your child's age, weight, and height. See, car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. But there's a website that gives you all the information you need. Safercar.gov slash the right seat. You'll find out about types of seats, when to have a seat rear-facing, when to switch it to forward-facing, when it's time for a booster seat, and when it's time for your child to ride in the back seat with a seatbelt. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat. That's safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time. It's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. (laughs) See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me. But I'm the lucky one. 
even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center, support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich? No. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving? makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Dad! Come on! Over here! Look at this, Dad! Over... Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree... Is the moment I knew that for him... You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Little GTO, you really look at Three deuces and a four-speed and a 389. Need advice on how to maintain that classic GTO? Ron is the guy. 855-560-9900. Here's Ron. Hey, let's get over to Art in Wisconsin, 2011 Ford Escape. Arthur, welcome to the car, Doctor. How can I help? Yes, I've got this uh, Escape, and when I make a, a, a right turn into my driveway, for example, where there's some potholes, there's a real sharp clunking noise on the passenger side of the vehicle. Okay. In the front. All right. Um, I've looked at everything under there, and I cannot find what's causing this. I have replaced the struts, the complete units, and then had it aligned, of course, and it didn't change it a bit. Um, a couple of years ago, I had replaced the stabilizer links. They were loose, and I replaced them with the replace uh, or aftermarket type that have the grease fittings, and so I grease it every time that it gets an oil change. Yep, the moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and is this only at your driveway, or is it, you know, anywhere on a right turn type of a pothole situation? Right. Yeah. It's anywhere on a right turn. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't do it every single time. It seems to have to be just in a certain position, and it doesn't have to be a real sh- big pothole or anything. Just a you know, a, like a major crack in the cr- uh, pavement or something of that na- nature. Right. Noises are tough, but let me ask you this question: Does it does it is it a deep rooted clunk, or does it sound? And what I'm really asking you is: Do you think it's a body noise, or do you think it's a suspension noise? It's a. It sounds more suspension. It's a deep noise, like when you have a, a stabilizer link or a ball joint that's bad. Something that's in the major suspension uh, component that's that's worn. Okay. When you when you look at this. Are you jacking it up, you know, putting it on a jack stand type of a thing and trying to find the problem that way? Or by some weird chance, do you have a drive-on lift that you can see everything at, at, at road height geometry, so to speak? Yeah, I've got a drive-on hoist. Okay. Okay. That's good. I'm, I'm surprised, but that's good. So when you, when you look at this, and obviously you're pulling, poking, and prodding, what does the lower control arm look like on that side as far as that rear bushing? 
yeah, it looks fine. Um, yeah, it doesn't yeah. look worn or anything. If you if you take a a, a a pry bar and try and move that bushing, have you put any load on it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it doesn't move. It doesn't seem to move. No. All right. Have you tried tightening the cradle bolts? Yeah, I I've tried tightening every bolt on that side. Everything seems to be tight. Um, even the steering uh, shaft, the universal joint in there, I checked that to see if that was loose. Um, so you've done a strut. You've car ever been in an accident? Not, no, not that I'm aware of. I've Are, owned it probably for uh, five years now. Uh, has the clunk always been there since you've owned it? No, just the last year, I would say. Okay. Well... You've done struts, and they're tight, and you've done a sway bar link, and that's tight. The cradle is tight. The The control arm, the rear bushing is good. The front mounting bolt, have you tried tightening that front mounting bolt for the control arm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and it's tight. All right. And the ball joint doesn't move. There's no play in the ball joint where the stud goes into the knuckle? That that bolt, I think I tried tightening too. Well, that bolt, that bolt, you know, it's not so much I'm expecting that bolt to be loose, but what I'm what I'm wondering is is the bottom of the knuckle where that stud comes in because they tend to rust, and Wisconsin's sort of a high rust area because of the salt and the corrosion, the snow. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if oh. the, I'm wondering if that ball joint, if the stud is loose in the knuckle, when it where, oh I see, where, where, I'm thinking of a pinch bolt style, right. but it's just a regular stud you're saying right well it that is a pinch bolt setup but i'm not cons- I'm, I'm obviously concerned about the bolt and the way it pinches the knuckle but i'm wondering if that stud is loose in the knuckle itself listen okay. you you've got the ability you've got a unique opportunity you can do something most people can't you could take that right mm-hmm. front wheel off put it on a jack stand or a block of wood under the control arm the way that car is going down the road Get the tire off so you can get a good look at everything. Obviously, the other four tires are being supported by the hoist. And really get a look at the geometry and see what's going on. Something's moving. Something's got to be moving, brother. You know, there's mm-hmm. there, there's nothing else left. Uh, the, mm-hmm. o- the only other thing I can think of is, is the sway bar cracked under the bushing that holds it to the cross member, to the, to the cradle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've looked at that. That seems to be good too. You know, but but well, mm-hmm. to look at that, you'd have to take you'd have to either take the bushing apart, or disconnect the link and try turning the outer end of the bar. Is it tight to the inner side of the bar? If you know what I'm saying, it's like twisting a pretzel. Uh, you know, if it's cracked under the bushing, one side's going to move and the other oh. side won't. Oh, I see what you mean. You know, yeah. Is it is is the sway bar cracked under the bushing? I see. Uh-huh. All right, and then just for giggles. Let's, have you looked at the left side? I know you say the noise is the right front, but have you looked at the left side? It is the left side. It's on the right turn that it does it. But okay. You're, I see what you're saying. Does it just sound like? Right. Um, and, then, and then my last thought is, could, we have, could it be an issue with the way the rack is mounted? Could the rack be shifting somehow? Mm-hmm. I checked those bolts, too. They're, they're really tough to get at. Right. I think I went through the engine compartment and looked at those. You know, and they don't have to be loose. Listen, I I can't tell you how many times in my career I found bolts that are tight and the component still moves because it's either compressed thinner than its original dimension or something's cracked, broken that I can't see, and mm-hmm. it it still allows that. You know, the bolt's bottomed out; it can't get any tighter, and it, the object still moves. So, can I move that rack? Mm-hmm. You know, so, and like I said, I would look at the other side. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've found that where I'm thinking, yeah, it's right side, right side, left side, left side, and it's the other side. You know, I guess I guess the, the key component comes back to is, are we sure it's the front? That's pretty easy. That you could, you know, right. um, that, that you can the, tell. When um, the front wheel hit it, it's before the back wheels. Right, okay. Right so then, before the back wheels so, hit. So then it's uh, it's... You know, steering, front steering suspension angle and geometry goes through radical changes on compression, rebound, and, and turns. And you just got to think of every phase that those components are in, how their angles and the geometry changes, 
and it just gives you a different way to look at it to try and find the clunk. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you've got a drive on, brother, you're ahead of everybody. <laughs> so, all right. Give it a poke. Give it a poke around and see what else you can find. And if you need more ideas, I've been glad to kick it around with you. Give me a call back. Okay. All right. Good luck to you, Art. Let us know what happens. All right. Thanks for your help. You're very welcome. You take good care. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's coming back right after this. Ron Ananian, The Car Doctor, is brought to you in part by The Battery Shop on YouTube. Developed by Johnson Controls, The Battery Shop features DIY videos on battery installs, technical tips, and battery technology. It's a great resource for car battery information. That's The Battery Shop channel on YouTube. Coolant leaks can be expensive with repairs costing upwards of a few thousand dollars. And these problems often hit vehicles late in life when they may only be worth a few thousand dollars or even less. There is an alternative. K-Seal is a pour-in solution designed to stop leaks and help prevent future leaks. Older sealers use sodium silicate, which has a tendency to clog the system. K-Seal features ceramic technology that's designed to repair the leak without clogging. Learn more about K-Seal at kseal.com. Don't just seal it. K-Seal it. Berryman's B12 Chem Tool features HEST, or high-energy solvent technology. Using a combination of stronger solvents, HEST technology helps maximize one-tank cleanup of intake valves, fuel injectors, carburetors, and combustion chambers. But don't take our word for it. According to Stephen B., Berryman products have been part of my automotive care and maintenance program since 1996. From additives and cleaners to sealants, Berryman products are a must for any gearhead and automotive enthusiast. Learn more about Berryman B12 Chem Tool and other great products at BerrymanProducts.com. That's BerrymanProducts.com. Spring has sprung, and summer is around the corner, which means road trips to the beach, the lake, grandma's house, and other favorite vacation spots. Make sure your family's memories aren't made sitting on the side of the road. Do a little preventive vehicle maintenance now to avoid trouble ahead. Visit CarCare.org to find out how you can best keep your vehicle safe, dependable, and on the road longer. While you're there, order a free copy of the Car Care Guide for your glove box. That's CarCare.org. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Time to replace your vehicle's battery? Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for the do-it-right rebate. For a limited time, purchase a Superstar Premium, Extreme, or Platinum battery and get up to a $15 O'Reilly gift card by mail. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Um, hello, it's me. The designer jeans in your closet? The back of your closet? What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So, what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right, and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it. But it's all about the look. And I look good. I need to get back out on the scene so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days, okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
Podcast. Welcome back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor here at 855-560-9900. Let's get over to Rich in Michigan, 06 Ford Ranger. Yes, Rich, how can I help? Hey, hey, Ron. Uh, yes, yeah, I've got a 06 Ranger, and I took it in for something unrelated, uh, and the mechanic told me that my harmonic dampener is loose, and to fix it, I'd also have to replace the drive shaft. And what I'd like to know is, is that true? It costs over a thousand dollars to do this. Well, why? What is he? What is he seeing about the drive shaft? And it, you know, it's it it's it's it could be a true statement. You know, I've learned over my over over my mechanical career to respect drive shafts a whole lot more than I did when I was a kid, because they create some very unique issues. They can be out of balance. They can be too short, too long. Um, you know, bad U-joints are the obvious easy one, but there's a lot of things that a, a drive shaft can affect on a vehicle back on rear-wheel drive vehicles when they existed that, you know, yeah, I've seen a lot of funny things happen. Did he give a specific reason why? No, and I, I should have asked. Yeah, I, I would. Back. And, and what's wrong with the damper? Is it that the bolt is loose on the crank, or is it that the outer ring is spinning on the on the balancer stub? It it's spinning. Okay, so it needs a damper. That's obvious. So right. we can we can assume maybe he is this a stick or an automatic? Stick. Stick. So you know, is he seeing a bad U joint on the drive shaft, and you know, you just misunderstood him to think say that it had something to do with the balancer, or is the shaft out of balance? Does he see missing weight? You know, there's a there, weights are spot welded to the to the to the right. shaft, and you know, does he see a missing weight? The weld is broken, and it's missing a weight, and maybe he's thinking, or maybe he's thinking there was something else he saw with the shaft that the vibration. You know, think of it like this: the harmonic balancer is on this end of the engine, the drive shaft's on this end. Yeah, you know, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tor- torsional vibration. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh You know, torsional well, vibration. Well, there's none of that. There's none of that right now. I don't, there's no vibration at all. So I'm thinking maybe I should just drive it until I start feeling vibration. Well, well, but, you know, maybe he's looking for a reason on why the balancer failed. Maybe it's a vibration level that you can't feel. You know, sometimes right. your butt's not as sensitive as the parts on the car. Hard as that might be to believe, um, you know, but it's just it just works that way. So the real question is what makes him think? Because I've got to tell you, I can honestly say... And I don't want to. I don't want to disparage this guy because he might be right. He might be seeing something. I can't remember ever saying, "Hey, you need a balancer and a drive shaft." You got. You got to give me a reason. You got to tell me that he saw. You know, there's got to be something there that he saw. Uh, right. You know, it's. I can remember saying somebody needs a balancer and a crankshaft, and then they needed a drive shaft. And the, uh-huh. the the issue was somebody did a modification, and actually, what happened was it was a vehicle where you ever look at a leaf spring and you see the the bolt that goes through the bottom of the leaf spring to center the diff on the rear yep. leaf spring so that it's square. So one of those one of those broke, all right? Long, long story short, from a million years ago, one of those broke, and the rear slid forward somehow. It moved, right. and it pushed the drive shaft in. And it pushed the drive shaft in enough that it came into hard contact with the tail shaft of the trans, which somehow, the only theory we had was we it loaded the input shaft, the output shaft of the trans into the input, the input into the back of the crank, and it wiped out the balancer. Right. And, you know, we, we ended up fixing all of it. We put a drive shaft in it, fixed the leaf spring, the trans was okay, we put a crank and a balancer in it, and the car went down the road and never saw it again. It's possible. Um, right, so it's not necessarily... You have to replace the dry shaft only if there's a U-joint problem or a missing weight. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, let, let me say it like this. If he sees nothing wrong with the dry shaft and he's changing the dry shaft with the balancer because, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, that's the, that's the mechanical church he went to. I, I know of no mechanical reason why changing a drive shaft and a balancer go together unless, it's not like they're balanced. It's not that this one has an effect on that. A, right. a flywheel... That's a different conversation. You know, right. now, now we're talking about if it's an internally balanced engine or an externally balanced engine, and, you know, we have that conversation with regards to balancers and flywheels. That's a whole other story. But a drive shaft, eh, there's got to be something going on there. Unless you just so I should it, ask him. Yeah. So I should ask him, and and if he starts humming the humming the humming, then I go wait a minute, something's right. wrong here. Right. If he starts humming the humming the humming, he's trying to buy lawn furniture in time for Memorial Day. So um, <laughs> you know that's that's. Listen, I, I got to tell you, and I want to say this for everybody: if if a mechanic tells you you need something, you should not be afraid. 
to say why. It's right. it's it's not a bad thing. Um, right. You know, it's like I you know you go to the doctor. If the doctor told you you needed to you know amputate your left foot and you went in for a head cold, wouldn't you say why? Right. You know, same thing. Well, I have a couple. Yeah, I have a couple of cracked CV joints. So I'll take in to get those looked at. Then I'll ask them at that time right. about why. How yeah. long? How long have you been going to this guy? Oh, I've only been there a couple times, maybe over the last couple of years. So you know, this is this is that this is that moment where you know where it's it's like any relationship, brother. This is that moment where we're going to find out you know what it's all about. Right, moment of truth. Moment of truth. It's it, it happens in every relationship, whether it's automobile or love, and um, <laughs> sooner or later somebody uh, somebody does something and you find out what it's made of. All right. That's right. Oh. Thanks a lot, Ron. You're welcome, sir. You have a good rest of the day. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's cruising back right after this. Ron will be back in a moment. Maybe. Check us out at cardoctorshow.com. Hey, everybody, this is Josh Groban. After so many years on the stage, one of my favorite things about music is its ability to inspire and nourish the soul. That's why I'm proud to work with Feeding America, an organization that inspires hope for families in need and helps nourish the 16 million kids in this country struggling with hunger. Every year, billions of pounds of excess food go to waste, while one in five children may be left not knowing where their next meal is coming from, or if it's even coming at all. Thankfully, the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food and helps deliver it to kids in need across the country. But they can't do it alone. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. All right, class. Let's hear what everyone did this weekend. Jill? Well, I raised my older sister to a big oak tree. It was at least a hundred years old. My mom said I must have set a record or something. And then we went down by a stream and perched up on this huge rock and saw all of these little minnows swimming around way below us. And then I rescued my little brother from an evil slug king who was guarding him at the bush fortress. And my sister and I brought him back to our super twig fort for safety. And then we all laid out and told stories until it got dark. And the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? Yeah. We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Anyone want to come this weekend? Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week and find the fun, adventurous you. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. When I woke up, I couldn't speak or walk. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 182 over 100, and I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest, and then a stroke. Everything changed. It felt like my life was over. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from invisible or silent. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. If I would have followed a treatment plan, I would not be in this situation. 180 over 110, and I had a stroke. And I'm 33, so I never see this coming. If you've come off your treatment plan, get back on it. Or talk with your doctor to create an exercise, diet, and medication plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. I had to tell. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome 
Welcome back. We're on the name of the car doctor. Real quick, from Rita in Baltimore, piece of email. Ron, I've got a 98 Toyota Camry that I'm having problem a problem cleaning the windshield. I've asked around, but nobody can really give me any straight answers. I'm wondering if you can offer any insight on how I might be able to do that. I feel intimidated because I'm a girl. Don't feel intimidated because you're a girl, kiddo. You know what? Asking questions is the only way you're going to learn. I don't care what you are. Um, get out to O'ReillyAuto.com. Go out to O'ReillyAuto.com. I, I found this recently, and I failed to mention it. My fault. They actually have a section on how to on your vehicle. They have a really great video, how to clean your vehicle's windshield. I know it's basic and elementary. Most people go, oh, it's like cleaning anything else. You know what? I've been in some people's houses. They could probably all benefit from this video. But O'ReillyAuto.com, how to clean your vehicle's windshield. They lay out all the material. All right. They give you some choices of different brands. They lay out the tools you'll need, the microfiber cloth, an exact procedure inside, outside, step-by-step, O'ReillyAuto.com. Rita, you do that, and you keep the questions coming. Don't you ever be afraid to ask any. Let's get out to David in Iowa. David has uh, some questions about parts availability. David, go. You're on with the car doctor. Yeah, thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, you know, I've got a question uh, uh, about that, but also I have a, a, a suggestion maybe that you might want to uh, consider. Sure, go ahead. Uh, you've, heard the, you've heard of the Ten Commandments? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, it would be wonderful if you would write up Ten Commandments of what, uh, how to approach your uh, service person, okay, and what's to ask for them. Uh, kind of general wise, but, uh, you know, make them questions uh, uh, so that people, when they go in there, they'll remember to ask a specific question like, what are you going to do? How many commands do you can take? Uh, uh, can I see the parts? You know, and the whole line. You know what, David? Uh, I like that. Let's put that out to the audience. I'd like everybody out there to send me an email, ron at cardoctorshow.com. All right? Give me a couple of your own commandments. What do you think is important when you go talk to your service writer or your mechanic? You know, how do you approach them? What do you find works? What do you find doesn't work? And then I'll look at that list. I'll take the top ten, and I'll add some of my own. And you know what? We can make the top ten commandments of uh, what it takes to approach a service person. David, I appreciate it. I know you had a second question, babe, a second part. Can you give me a call next week? We're just flat out of time, just a busy hour, but I appreciate you doing what you do. I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless.